the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello and welcome back to The Bar. It's Miss Jane here and today I'm very excited because this is our fourth Centre Stage interview and on a Centre Stage interview I am bringing out from the wings um, fabulous dance studio owners either past or present um, who have a little bit of a side hustle um, with a little asterisk because sometimes the side hustle becomes even bigger than the studio itself and today I'm joined by someone who I like to refer to as Stacy the Fabulous Morgan. Hello. Oh, you're too kind, Miss Jane. Way well, too kind. You're in my phone, as you know, as Stacy the Fabulous Morgan. And because of that, uh, when you ring and my children look at the phone, they say, oh, it's Stacy the Fabulous Morgan ringing. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I, I love that it's you're taking up throughout the family as well. Let's, yes. Let's make it global, shall we? We are all on board. We are all <laughs> on board. And this is a particularly fun episode because Stacey the Fabulous is also the producer of this very podcast. So it's kind of a little bit odd. Um, but we have to be I'm, on our very best behaviour because I don't want to have to do any editing. <laughs> I'm not I am giving, I'm giving it my myself. best shot, I <laughs> promise. I'll give it my very best shot. So, Stacey, we have been friends for four years. I just worked that out then because we met, we've got a great meeting story, um, because we met in California in the ballroom of Disneyland where, yes, you'd forgotten. Yes, of course, I, I had forgotten. I was like, where was I? Where, why was I in California? <laughs> Disneyland. And we were watching our, our dance studios um, in the Dance the Magic rehearsal, and you were a veteran. That must have been, what, trip 508 for you or something, and I it, was a virgin. It was trip two. <laughs> it was trip two. Well, you... you, you the hyperbole had... in this phone call is just really... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... You're exactly right. We were... Um, we were. I felt like I knew you before then, though, mm-hmm. Miss Jane, from... Yes. On, we were online friends, but we never... We were. In person so that was exciting getting to meet in the ballroom watching yes. students dance the magic and that's you know in terms of dance studio ownership I don't know about you but for me that was one of the most rewarding experiences getting to watch the kids you know dance past the big castle at Disneyland like talk yeah. about tears yeah if you ever do it with your studios take the tissues because it's yeah. just you 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 are so overwhelmed with emotion in that moment that yeah. I, I can't even I can't even put into words how good it is. And you know, I am, um, or you may not know, but I am particularly stoic. I have um, British heritage, so you know, I have a little bit of a Brit stiff upper lip, and I don't. Um, I'm certainly not lacking in emotion, but I generally do not cry in public. And let me tell you, when they that's past me, I was like, "Oh, this is very hard to hold it together." <laughs> 
<laughs> Whereas I'm just a blubbering mess from the moment the music starts. <laughs> oh, the whole thing, the whole thing is wonderful. Um, and anyway, our friendship has grown from there. We are, you know, absolutely soul sisters now and, and doing different work. So you've still got your studio. Talk to me about that. Port Macquarie Performing Arts is my studio and we are doing our 10th season currently. It's evolved and changed over the years. We've moved venues three times. We've, um, you know, we've gone from a handful of students up to 400 students and then back down again. And, you know, I've had upwards of 10, 15 staff at times. And at the moment, post-COVID, it's, it's really about doing thing, not doing everything, but doing the things that we do well. So I'm really enjoying kind of a, a second wind after the scariness of, well, will I even have a studio? Mm. I'm really enjoying the second wind of, okay, we're here, we're still here, and how do we make this work in this time to give the kids as many experiences as possible? Mm, there's been, um, and I know this is not, we'll, we'll get to, to, you know, the crux of our call really soon, but um, there's just been so much that now we're, we're kind of, for you and me anyway, we can only speak about our own experiences um, coming out of that COVID tunnel. And for me, it's actually been a really fascinating journey and one that I, I think will be just really integral to my future success. Um, and I feel the I, same way. I yeah. feel like there's things that I've learned that, uh, you know how well if you don't learn the lesson the first time right you tend to learn the lesson later on there's been a couple of big ones in the last year that I go oh good now that we've done that yeah, that means yeah. that I don't have to relive that over hopefully um past this because yeah there's so there's been so many learnings especially around leadership and, and mm. for my business mm. and for me probably more about strategy and about innovation um yeah and we, we you and I will probably talk about that like we do you know fortnightly we talk about all things including business and family because we both are blessed with three children, I'm just uh, a little bit further on in my journey than you. So tell me about your children. So I've got three. Lucinda is seven and uh, Patrick is four and Henry, oh, Patrick is four now, but by the time this airs, he'll be five. <laughs> my little boy's all grown up and Henry oh. is two. And Lucinda yes. dances, but up until this point has told me, you know, extensively how much she hates it um, and loves to tell me how much she hates it, even though her teachers rave about how she smiles and loves it and, you know, to, uh, just welcome to motherhood. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I happened to just fall into her class that was not being taught by me just this week, just on Monday, and I got to see her perform a group that we've done for years. You know, one of those ones mm. that just keeps reliving, get, being recast and just goes on and on. And, she's, and she was dancing in it with this massive smile on her face. And she was skipping on the right leg on the count of one every time. And I just nearly, I talk, yeah. about, talk about emotions. I yeah. couldn't get over it. It was the first moment that I've really gone, oh, she just loves this. She yeah. really does. No matter what she says, she really, I yeah. can, it, I, it shone through. So yeah, Lucy's my little dancer. Patrick's, um, Patrick's loving, Patrick and Henry are obsessed with the greatest showman currently, which I know Liam's been obsessed with in the oh. past too. So um, yes. there's, there's constant um, demand for the greatest showman to be played in the house and then there's Perfect. dancing in the lounge room and I'm living for every moment of it. 
Perfect. Yes, because you and I are both musical theatre tragics. Mm-hmm. So everything um, comes back to musical theatre. <laughs> and if it doesn't, it should. That's right. Um, so because of that, um, you know, we, we've both got dance studios. We've both got three children. And we're both trying to um, pave the way into to new areas of business as well, which means we've got a lot. Of balls in the air, like most people, you know, we've we've all got a lot going on, um, and so you have been doing a lot of work around this, uh, around time management, um, and you've developed some really good strategies that you're going to be sharing through your Simply Stacy Morgan platform. So tell us about Simply Stacy Morgan. <laughs> well, I guess I thought when I first had my studio and I first, you know, had Lucy and she was a baby, and then I had Patrick and. I was trying to navigate this very complicated world and trying my best to learn as much as I could and do as much as I could and still try and contribute equally in all of the areas of my life, Mm. running myself into the ground, like Mm. just like a crazy person. And what I found was actually simple is best. And if you can pair things back to uh, being, I was going to say basic, but you can't say basic because there's nothing basic about us, Jane. But it, <laughs> pretty complicated. Pairing <laughs> things back as much as possible um, really helps helps you get a feeling of con- control and feeling like everything isn't so overwhelming. Because I lived in overwhelm mm. for a very long time, and I I thought it was normal, but actually, mm. what I've been trying to put into place and what I've been really working on and now what I'm coaching on is this idea of things don't have to be that complicated. Mm -hmm. And the best example I can give you to start off with is the idea of trying to be everything for everybody and trying to be everything for everybody at the same time. I've got, you know, these horrid memories of breastfeeding Lucinda as a small child sitting in the studio screaming at Larissa to, you know, pull up her supporting leg in her fuedes for her advanced two exam and having this moment going, what am I doing? Like Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to let down Larissa because I needed to give her that correction. Her exam was coming up and I wanted to be the best teacher that I could be. I wanted to be teaching that advanced two class because I was the studio owner. So I wanted to make sure I was, you know, Mm -hmm. teaching my elite students and setting the right example for my staff. But of course my child needed feeding. So of course I was also feeding the child. And naturally, yes. And I look back on that memory, which I, you know, I tell you, didn't feel so strange at the time, but I look back now and I go, Oh, Mm. Oh, Oh, there are so many things about that that I would do differently and no judgment for those studio owners that are doing exactly that right now because you Mm. do the best with what you have at the time and I totally, like, I mean, amen to you and all respect Mm. to you. But that moment stays in my mind because Mm. I was trying to be everything Everything. for everybody Mm. at the same time. And what I have found is I'm so much um, better as a studio owner if when I'm in the studio, I'm there without my children. I'm so much better when it comes to my mothering when I'm at home or when I'm at the park or when I'm wherever I am with the kids and I'm really there with them and I'm not thinking about, you know, the the handbook that has to mm-hmm. go out and that note that has to be written and that cranky email that I have to respond to. So compartmentalising my life and making it simple has been what has led me to Simply Stacey Morgan. And mm-hmm. so... I've been slowly kind of just trying to 
to put my learnings into something that's practical for other people. Um, not saying that I have all the answers or I exactly, you know, that everything's running smoothly all the time, but it's about for me going, okay, well, I had that experience. These are mm. the lessons I learned. Who can I share this with now to yeah. hopefully give them the opportunity mm. to um, avoid making the mistakes that I made? Mm. And I love, um, and I think this is why I do feel very drawn to you and aligned with you because there is a very um, human and humorous realness about you and um, I think now more than ever this is important um, particularly when you are leading others and and you are um, because otherwise we're setting standards that are just unattainable so I love that you even freely say and I join you in this that um, you don't have it sorted all of the time None of us do, but what we can do is have the benefit from from somebody else's experience and maybe, you know, you've reflected a lot on on those years and you've you've drawn wisdom from that and hats off to you because you've come to that conclusion about five years earlier than I did. So it took me um, a lot longer to look back and go, wow, that was quite chaotic Mm. Um, and it's really only, um, like I said in the beginning, my kids are a little bit older, so my youngest is eight. So I've had three years of, of him being at school um, and it's really only been in the last three years where I've been able to have a, a moment to pause and look back and go, that was a lot. Yeah. And how much of that would I repeat again? You know, yeah. what can... What can I learn? I love I love the the simple part about it, and simple is never easy. It doesn't those two words do no. not mean the same thing? No. So simple for me is without ambiguity or without embellishment. So it's just me raw, how it is and here. And I should you know join into that saying Jane that because you are a bit further ahead of me, you for me were aspirational because I could see that you had the studio, the very successful studio, you had the very successful personal brand, you have the very gorgeous children and the family and all of the things that I aspired to also have and to have, you know, more control over. So it, it, I, I have to mention that being able to see, you, you, can't, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. And I could see you doing it and that, yeah. was, that was inspiration for me to go, okay, other yeah. people... Yeah. I've done this. I've and done listen, this. if I can do it, girl, anybody can. That's how I feel about it too. <laughs> like it's not rocket science what I'm doing, but I just, I had no tools and I had mm. no one here in my sphere, because yeah. you're very far away from me, <laughs> that, I could, that I could see them doing it and enough to know it was okay. Mm, mm. And it's also about the conversations that go with it, isn't it? It's about, and, and, um, it's about having a, a, a little tribe or a little community of people that say, yeah, um, I've experienced that as well and this is one of my strategies. And, it, and I'm not always talking about wise counsel. Sometimes I'm talking to you about uh, or you might be talking or us to each other about very pragmatic advice, you know, um, and I know I quite often will say to you, here's a hot tip, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> give the kids ham in the bath or something like I feed the kids. I used to feed the kids in the bath. There, both jobs done. I just like hand them bits of food while they were in the bath or like stupid things like that. But 
to, to somebody who's not in your space, they'd be like, okay, crazy woman, but whatever, whatever helps get you through. <laughs> exactly. And no books that I was reading were giving me that information, you know, and no. I, I love professional development and I'll go to a conference, you know, any day of the week, but at no conference, they were telling me to feed the kids in the bath, Jane, which is why it's good to have that. You know, and custard, I'm just saying, I'm just saying if you've got children at home that are young, that aren't at school and, you know, you want to give them custard for dessert, that is ideal in the bath because when they go, you just go, that's going to sound great on the podcast for those who aren't listening on the video. Sorry about that, producer Stacey. Anyway, I've gone off topic as I like to do. Let's get back to time management then because this is key. If we are not managing our time and with that also our energy, then of course we're going to be constantly frustrated and the frustration I think also manifests as guilt. So I want to loop you back to that. If I'm in the studio, I am in the studio. If I am at home, I am at home. Because otherwise, and, and I can 100% talk about the experience that I had for a while, when I was at the studio, I wished I was at home. When I was at home, I wished I was at the studio. Now, that is exhausting. It is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It is, it's no good. So if anybody's in that space and whew, it's okay if you are, what would you say to them? I think about time and energy and money as these commodities that we have to think really strategically about how we want to use them in Mm. order to make sure that we can justify. Because for me, guilt is all about being able to justify Mm -hmm. what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Like when I was at home and felt guilty about not being at the studio, it was because I, you know, I thought the teachers need to be there and I thought the kids need to be there and I thought the parents expected me to be there and and all of these things. But as soon as I can say, actually, no, I'm putting my child to bed tonight. Okay. Well, that justified. Like, of course I'm putting my child to bed. That's very justifiable. That's okay. So the guilt kind of was able to evaporate with that justification. And when I think about time and energy and money, there's only so much of it that we have access to. Mm. And you really have to think about the decisions that you make based around how you want to live these in your life. Do you want lots of spare time? Is your definition of success that you have all day to, you know, have a bath or go for a run or do things for yourself? Is your idea of success that you are loaded, that you've got money to have a big house and big car and all Mm. power to you if you do? Mm. Or is your version of maybe um, in contrast, your version of not being successful is that you're tired all the time and that you feel overwhelmed Mm. because you Mm. don't have any energy? Because we can't have all of these things at once. And I think sometimes as women we expect that we can. We expect that we're going to have time for the bath and time for the facial and time at the studio and time at home and that this time is just going to miraculously appear. Mm. Um, And... And, and it won't. And sometimes no. you have to make, you make decisions that are going to sacrifice one or the other. So if yeah. I decide I'm going to put my child to bed on a Tuesday night, that means I'm paying a teacher on a Tuesday night. That's Correct. money that's not coming into my pocket. Yeah. So I, because for me, t- my version of success is that I have the time to put my child to bed. Yeah. I'm okay with paying out the yeah. $200 that has to go to the teacher yeah. because I Absolutely. also I also win on energy because putting my child to bed and reading the story and doing the spelling mm. words fills me up. 
Yeah. So I make those decisions based around that. But a lot, of us, a lot of us talk about wanting to have more time and, and not, not having the time. I'd love to do this, but I don't have the time. Mm. But actually, <laughs> we all have the same amount of hours in the day yep. as Beyonce. Yep. So that's what I always come back to. Yep. You, if you choose where you're going to use it wisely and if that aligns with your version of success and your values, mm-hmm. then it makes the guilt part a little bit easier. Yeah. Because for a lot of us, if we were given yeah. extra time, we wouldn't use it anyway. We'd scroll on Facebook for half an hour and, like, clean oh. out the fridge and then, like... Uh, Corona. Yeah. Quarantine is an ideal example of that. Yes. So the reason, Stacey, I want everybody and you to know that I did not have a tidy office at home was because I didn't have the time. Actually, it turns out that time wasn't the issue because when I was locked down in quarantine, I still didn't clean out my office. I had nothing to do with time. And I love um, talking about values and and I love that you mentioned that because that's how I got over the guilt. When um, your actions, this is my, my finding, when my actions or behaviours were not aligned with my values, then I did have the right to feel guilty. But when my behaviours and actions were aligned with my values, then I let that, that go. So, And your example was perfect. So for one of my values is family. And so, therefore, when I am at home with my children, I am honouring my value of family. Perfect, the end. Perfect. Um, and yeah, it, yeah. it just clarifies that. And, you know, as women, we've got, we've got a lot to unpack around guilt. Um, yeah. <laughs> we just might leave that one there. Yeah. I um, there's there's but, just so much. Do you find, though, Jane, it's... Uh, People feel, people feel like guilt, like it's an on-off switch. You feel guilty yeah, yeah. when you don't. Yeah. When actually it's, it's, it's a spectrum. Sometimes mm. the guilt is overwhelming and massive and other times it's, it's not completely gone. It's, mm. it's there as just a twinge or it's there when, you know, the, the dance mum passes you in the hallway and says, oh, who's, who's got the kids? Mm. Like mm. it. it, it it's never, really, it's never really gone. So the yeah. expectation of, well, I'll just do this or I'll just make this change or buy mm. this course or, you know, stop teaching on a Tuesday and then I won't feel guilty anymore. Mm. I think it's okay for everyone to know that you may, like, you may feel less guilty and that's, that might be all you need, mm. but it won't be like an on-off switch that you say yeah. no, one I love day that. go, okay, when the kids are, yeah. you know, this age, I don't feel guilty anymore. This will be... No. Um, the only example of this where I have no guilt, God bless school is all I can say, is when I drop my children at school now because I'm at that stage, it's fantastic. I'm like, oh, good, they're getting an education. It's like a bonus. School takes them from 8.45 till 3.10 and I have complete guilt-free time. But even after that, there are times you you are absolutely right that there are different shades coming up through it. And here's the thing, if your children are nonverbal at the moment, children are very, very good at manipulating their parents to feel guilty. (laughs) So even when they don't mean to. So um, we've mentioned Liam, who is like uh, uh, the biggest fan of his mother ever. I just you know, like, mum, and he does not make 
he's not saying to make me feel bad. Oh, how many classes do you have tonight? That is not his intention. He just truly is looking forward to having me home. So you have to, you have to be very careful of managing your mind. Um, And so let's talk about that because we keep looping back to time management, which, um, and we'll get you, you've got a course coming out in helping us manage our our time, but we also need to be careful of the stories we're telling ourselves and conquering that mindset more than anything, don't we? Absolutely. I love the the notion of the stories we tell ourselves and that's that's Brene Brown, who I completely adore. Oh, it's gold because she she's exactly right in the stories that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. and, the, and it's not necessarily always, the picture's not always necessarily as bad as we paint for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it, it never is. No. I, I will be, I, I'm going to put it out there and say this, it is never as bad as we tell ourselves. But don't you get in the car on, after you finish teaching and, and on your way home you're replaying the, you know, this comment to this child in this class, this comment from mm-hmm. the, this parent in the waiting room, this staff member's issue with this. And the stories that you can tell yourself, I mean, I only live 10 minutes from the studio, but I can, I can write a, like a, a drama. I can write a, a, a daytime TV soap opera in that drive from, from here to there. So being able to be conscious of that, which I'm becoming mm. better at, but then also being able to use that language. We've started using that language as, as a staff group. So Good. last night when you said that you didn't, you know, you weren't coming to the staff meeting tomorrow because you have booked a doctor's appointment at 10 o'clock, even though, you know, 10 o'clock is the staff meeting every week. Mm. The story I'm telling myself is you don't want to work here I'm anymore. Interested. You mm. hate me as a person. You think yeah. my You're haircut disrespecting is awful. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And them being able to hear that and then then be able to use that as well. So, well, no, the story I'm telling myself is that you're booking it, you know, getting us all here for the staff meeting when, you know, you don't want us to have a life. You want us to live, eat and breathe the studio. Mm. So we've started to use that language around us around the studio as well because that the the mind stuff is really important. You mm. can free up as much time as you like, but if at the end of the day, you're not cleaning your office because, not because you don't have time, but because deep down you might believe that. What, what's underneath, like what's there? I, I mean, I haven't unpacked this, Stacey. What is the reason? Is it that I'm just lazy? Potentially, that could be it. I mean, I wouldn't describe myself as lazy, but when it comes to stuff like that, I'm not that into it. Um, unless it's, uh, and, and we joked before we, we pressed record, unless it's a form of procrastination, in which case I might choose to tidy up my office instead of do such and such. And my example to you was, you know, I might choose to alphabetize my spice rack in my kitchen <laughs> instead of work on my book because I can't really work on my book while those spices are all over the alphabet. All over the place. All over the alphabet. How could you possibly focus? And have tarragon next to cinnamon. Oh, what kind of world is crazy. this? 2020. No. So but this self-sabotage is interesting because yes. it's whether it's, you know, it might not be the office for you, but it might be <laughs> no, you know, it's not the office. Re- restructuring your fees. Mm. Like um, mm. what where where is the self-sabotage and the self-doubt and the notions of I'm not enough, like my Mm. business isn't enough, I'm not enough of a leader, I'm not all of that stuff that works up that stops us from getting to where we need to be. And so as part of, you know, my 
my study on time management, I'm also very conscious that as women, we all have um, doubts and, and issues with self-belief when it comes to certain areas of our lives, not just our businesses, but our lives as well. And how do we kind of unpack those to make sure that when we aren't tidying the office, it is because we're lazy or it is because, you know, we actually don't have the time to do it rather than going, well, actually, if I write the book, then I've got to put the book out and then people have to read the book and what will they say? And am I an expert? Do I actually know anything about this? Or maybe I don't. And all of that stuff that starts. Well, I think you might have unpacking. unpacked it there for me. <laughs> But, Miss Jane, you're crazy because I, if you talk to a good friend, because good friends talk to us nicer than we talk to ourselves sometimes, is that anyone that you would pick up the phone and go, oh, I'm procrastinating writing my book because yeah, X, Y, Z, we go, you're nuts, just do it. I know, you're fabulous. I know. Like, go, go do. Yeah, and it's so it is. It's important that, that we um, just kind of see those things, like, you know, if we're constantly going, oh, we don't have enough time, um, looking at it as a real layered approach, it's not um, it's not just one thing that we're not getting right. It could be a number of different factors. And um, looping right back to the start about you know you sitting there holding the baby and uh, directing the Grand Badamon exercise or whatever. When we choose to do it all and therefore get burnt out, what we're actually doing is denying other people. Um, interactions opportunities to step up yeah absolutely and you know now my children are are older is it my responsibility only to decide what we're having for dinner every night and prepare it no it's not because I would be denying them the opportunity to have choice you know, mm-hmm. to be to be decision makers, to learn some skills that might be useful at some point in their <laughs> life when they move out, right? So we're not yep. doing anybody any favours by holding on to everything and most certainly not ourselves. No, absolutely not. And that burnout is real and that overwhelm, like coming to the end of the year, you know how you feel at the end of any normal year when you're yeah. like heading towards the end of term four or the end of your dance season. Can you even imagine how we're all going to be feeling coming to the end of 2020. (laughs) Like it's going to be that on steroids and finding little places to be kind to ourselves and Mm. to be able to delegate and be able Mm. to delete things off our to-do list because they're not actually needed. (laughs) No. We just think they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that we can be kind to ourselves in preparation for that that overwhelming season. Yeah. Which comes. Every, every single time. And yeah. in 2020, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit a whole lot harder. Yeah. And so the work you do with Simply Stacey Morgan is not limited to dance studio owners, but obviously my audience is dance studio owners and you've, you've got a lived experience there. So you've got a course coming up called Guilt Be Gone, which is why we, we spent so long kind of unpacking those ideas on, on guilt um, with a focus on time management. So talk, you know, uh, a little bit about that course for me. Um, so we can give people a bit of a taster and then we'll tell them how to find you. I guess the idea is being able to regain control of um, the time that you have and then therefore getting that feeling of more control over your life. So you're less likely to feel guilty. You're less likely to feel stressed. You're less likely to feel like you're in the the chaos and in in the middle of the tornado. Mm -hmm. So for me, it comes down to not just planning 
what happens in your day, but planning mm. what happens in your week and being able to set yourself up so that you have scheduled time where there is time to get your to-do list done, where there is mm. time for you and for yourself and being able to have a look at your priorities and see what actually suits you in this season. And I think that's mm. important to talk about because life is a series of seasons mm -hmm. and one season is very different to the next. And I'm not talking about seasons that have to be like a term or have no. to be a semester, but the seasons can be wrapped around how old your children are or can be wrapped around, you know, how heavy your workload is at the moment mm. or whether how it's... How old your business is. How old your business is. And knowing that it's okay to have these seasons mm. and for one season to be different to the next and navigating between those. So we talk a lot um, in the course about setting up your ideal week, prioritising, figuring out what is important to you, what do you want to spend your time and energy and money on and how mm. important is it to have... A balance of those things or where where you really feel that your strength is and what is important to you and then making sure that your week and that how you set yourself up matches that yeah. because that's going to give you not the feeling of overwhelm and not the feeling yeah. of guilt but that's going to give you a, a sense of satisfaction and a sense of being able to um to conquer the world and that's you know that's the feeling we had when we all opened our studios and mm. yes the course isn't studio specific but mm. i know your listeners will relate because when we first opened the studio we would you know teach every class and work late doing the invoices and put that marketing plan together and spend all day sunday editing mm -hmm. videos for facebook like it there was a drive and there was a passion and there was mm. that that dwindles and mm. my the idea of guilt be gone is is to try and get that zest for your business yeah. and that zest for your life back by being able to figure out what are those things that light you up and how do we put them into your week and how do we still make sure that everything gets done but without feeling like we have to do it all. I love it. And, you know, I feel like I'm just I'm sitting here listening to you and I feel like um, in my head I'm picturing the bowling pins um, and I feel like, that one at the front, you know, if you hit that straight down and you get a strike and it's fantastic. And I kind of feel like that first pin is is this, is is getting is managing this time and energy. If we get that right, then it the knock-on effect just keeps on increasing. And so if you get that right, you are more likely to have more time for yourself. You are more likely to be the kind of parent you want to be. You are more likely to reach your business goals. Um, but if you go around the side, you know, um, first of all, you might fall into the gutter. And second of all, you might just flick one on the side, but the, the rest are still standing. So that's what I was picturing as you're talking. I'm like, gosh, this is where we need to start. And focus on, like you said, prioritizing what's important. But how do we do that? How do we how do we set ourselves up for success, and then let that pin knock the others down? Yeah, because it's more life has got to be more than just running on the hamster wheel. Yeah, and just getting to the end of your to do list and and then writing tomorrow. Starting another list, one, which is twice as long as the day before's. Mm. It's you've got to get to a point, and I guess that's where I'm at now in terms of my business, where I go, well, actually, no, mm. let's mm. figure out how to just knock the first pin down and then everything else will fall into place from there. And so it's those learnings that I'm hoping to share. And yeah. the course is only four weeks, so it's not a massive Perfect. time. Yeah. Like I don't want to do a time management course that takes up all your time. Right? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> the people that are signing up don't have any time. That's the problem. So it's it's four weeks. It's one hour trainings for those four weeks plus, you know, the workbook and videos that go along with it so that hopefully it's it's quite practical. Mm. It's not kind of just sit and listen to me go on and on. It's, yeah. uh, okay, let's go through this exercise and you do it in your own time and, and I'll give you prompts so that you can hopefully, you know, think really big and you come up with your own roadmap essentially. So that. by the at the end of the four weeks, you go, okay, I might not need to get everything done now because I might have prioritised this and go, actually, if I mm. can just get it done, yeah. then it will be my first bowling ball that will help yeah. hopefully knock down all the rest of the pins in, in my world. Yeah. And as business leaders, like putting my leadership hat on, if you've got um, any kind of staff that report to you, I think this would be a great course to do as, as the leader because, you know, you are setting an example always, which is exhausting and inspiring all in the, in the one. It's the joy of leadership um, is that it's 24-7 really. You know, <laughs> I always think people are watching. Um, so, you know, if, if I want the people in my team who, you know, we could also get them to sign up obviously, but at least to begin with, we need to look in the mirror and go, well, if I want to see this in my team, then I need to be making sure that I've got this right with me first because it always starts with self. So it's no good, um, you know, preaching to others going, oh, you should, you should, if we've not made any attempt. And we're all works in progress. You know, it's not going to yeah. go, ding, oh, we've got it. But at least yeah. you're providing, I guess what excites me is you're providing this opportunity for people to focus on it. Just to just to take yeah. a moment to yep. to reflect to just to stop. <laughs> yeah, pause. Because yeah. I I don't know about you, Jane, but that the concept of pausing, yeah, or slowing down, heaven forbid. Mm -hmm. Until this year, yeah. I would have thought you were bonkers. No, yeah. my thing is I hustle. My thing yeah, yeah. is I go go go. I'm known because I'm like doing this and doing that and blah blah blah. But no, I can't do all those things unless I actually stop. Yes. You taught me that because Good. if you don't recharge and don't fill up your cup, then, you know, you can't serve anybody else. So Yeah, and particularly for creatives. I think it's really important for creative people Yeah. Um, because, as you know, I've got a little escape down at the beach and absolutely my best work, my most interesting and unique work um, is born there and it's often only seeded there you know it never I never kind of get out the the scrapbook and, and take it further but the seeds are planted on my walks by the ocean and I come back and I'm like okay and I would never have got that if I just no. kept on crossing so off go, my to-do list go, go. yeah yes yeah, so. Lorraine Murphy talks about um things dropping in mm. and I love that concept mm. because when you free when there's white space in your calendar mm -hmm. when there's time yeah um, things drop in mm. and they're often good things mm. that if you were pushing to try and be innovative or you're pushing to try yeah. and be creative they're never they're never going to come so yeah. it's all about being able to find that white space and that pause and that time for yourself but also yeah. in order to do your best work love it Love it. So we should go to simply Stacy Morgan on Instagram. Is yes. that probably the best place to find you? Well, simplystacymorgan.com um, or, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm Simply Stacey Morgan. I was the not-so-together mum because I'm not-so-together. <laughs> you know, None you see the together, together mums on, on Instagram. Like they, they got the 
the together. I'm not. I'm the not so together mum. So um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Simply Stacey Morgan, and that that is a mix of um, content in terms of what I'm the learnings I'm getting through business, but then it's also mm-hmm. cute pictures of my kids and dumb stuff that they're doing. Um, <laughs> but I. I also have a, a monthly newsletter that you can jump on my newsletter and subscribe because that's always a good time. And I get the most lovely replies from lovely <laughs> studio owners like yourself. And that's I was going to say, because I love writing to you. <laughs> when yes. it comes in, I'm like, oh, good. I'll, I'll write her a letter back because I do know how that feels. It does feel good. <laughs> it does feel good. And you, you know, you write these things and you think, is anyone, you know, yeah, hello. Reading. And then, yeah, then I get an essay back from Miss Jane going, oh, good. Excellent. Thank yeah, you. well, I enjoy, I enjoy um, having my thoughts provoked and you always do that. And I enjoy a robust discussion and um, you always offer that. So, you know, I, I think um, you're a great mentor in this space. You're a great thought leader. Um, but most importantly, you're a really great friend to me. So thank you for all of those things. Well, thank you for all those things. And thank you for being on the other end of the phone when I ring you like I did last Thursday and say, Jane, I'm spiralling out of control. <laughs> <laughs> That's what friends are for. That is and you absolutely... say, no, you're not. No, just take a <laughs> moment, fine. girl. <laughs> Please <Never wait>. <laughs> So thank you, Miss Jane. Excellent. We, uh, you're going to have just the best fun producing your own podcast episode here. So thank you for the work you do with that. Um, and we will all head to Simply Stacey Morgan and sign up for Guilt Be Gone. Um, just before we go, Miss Stacey, we're starting mid-October, is that right? Mid-October, you get some kind of pre-coursework so you can do some reading before we really dive into it. And the 26th of October is our first um, get-together as, as a little community. So I would love some dance studio owners in there representing amongst um, all the other business owners. That would yeah, be awesome. great. Excellent. Okay, thank you, Miss Stacey. Thank you, Miss Jane. Thanks for listening to At The Bar with Jane and Mel. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We would love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 